not that. And, and a lot of people, I was, I was, you know, had a severe injury in 2008. I was ran over by a car. Um, literally ran over by a car. In the streets, car. you were hit by a car. Yeah, in a parking lot after giving a skate clinic at the Paula Indian Reservation yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I still have to be super careful. So, you know, I finally, 10 years later, feel like I could bounce back and start being active. Okay. You know, and, and all that stuff because internally there was so much going on. Okay. Like I flew on the hood of the car, flew off the oh. car type of, type of car accident. So a lot of people haven't really seen like, you know, my snowboarding stuff and like how I used to skate with my girlfriend Aurora and thanks to Patty, you know, teaching me tricks and, you know, Bam Bam encouraging me, you know, like they, they see me skate, but no one really has seen me and nor will I ever be doing that, you know, oh, uh -huh, like, right. you know, again, like Violet, you know, Violet Kimball, she was a huge motivation for me. She was way younger. We used to beat each other up. She was my younger sister. <laughs> she probably has several stories. <laughs> yeah, I had three brothers grew up doing judo. My dad was oh, a coach, wow. you know, and so my brothers would throw the girls around. <laughs> so they, Judo, like, yes. Yeah, they had to wow. learn to defend themselves. Yeah. And I had to learn to defend myself. And we would learn to defend ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, um, yeah, I just, it, it's just really funny getting in a funk. And, and not only, like, did this event go well, we were able to reach our goal thanks to people like it was the most amount of money that we raised at ladies day specifically you know um thanks to everyone that came and donated and brought canned goods you know um which we're giving to a food bank mm -hmm. you know use skateboard equipment and then donations 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 like thank you so much right. and and then going to our humanitarian outreach, you know, tour. You guys went on a trip, right? Yeah, yeah. to Ecuador. Yeah. And um, we, I was so honored to have Laura Thornhill come. Yeah. You know, um, Eliana Sosco, Fabrizio Santos, Yvonne from Mexico. Mm -hmm. Like, she did an amazing job. And, I mean, they all did an amazing job. But, like, the videos that are being put together, thanks to Yvonne, as well as Eliana, she, mm -hmm. she did a couple okay. little videos for okay. us. Yeah. Um, you know, we're really, it really highlights, like, what we did. And um, as for... You know, it was funny because I know they wanted to get their hands dirty and build these houses, yeah. but the area, we couldn't get up to the area. Okay. You yeah. know, there was mudslides there, you know, yeah. where, where it was, but I was able to go, it, it was perfect divine timing because when I went to go get the materials and supplies to do the houses, right. the moment I walked into that store, they had put things on sale. Really? And and rather than, you know, being like, oh, the list of stuff they asked and requested, rather than being like, oh, you guys just requested the stuff, we're going to save the money, the rest of the money, okay. towards another project. I was like, no, this is what we allocated. Not just because the stuff was on sale, we're only going to buy the stuff they requested. Okay. So what I ended up doing was buying more, more than and, and asking the people personally that were building, what is it exactly you guys need more of? Mm. And we were able to, instead of, you know, our goal a couple years ago was three houses and we accomplished that. 
this year we did five houses wow. and and then I got an email literally a couple days ago that they said because we were able to because it went on sale and because we didn't just buy what they want we 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 used the whole do donation money okay. they were able to build seven houses whoa yeah it's huge 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 so um, and we went to orphanages which uh, an orphanage where this guy Renato is building um, skate parks out of whatever he finds. Yes. <laughs> True DIY. True DIY. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Straight up tires making a ramp. Hey, <laughs> like, if you, can, you can ride it. Why not? Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it. It was just amazing, and his heart and love and helping these kids that you know. Uh, are, are we were considering them calling them orphans but you know there's more to it okay you know with the programs okay. that he does you know may they be state kids or not okay. you know what whatever you know same situation here in the United States you know yes. kids you know that whole deal right so um, and he's developing these programs because they're noticing how skateboarding is actually getting these kids motivated mm. to do something in their life. Mm. And some That's of them are even being so motivated that they're wanting to learn because they want to go skateboard. <laughs> so they're using that as the, uh, the, the motive. Carrot. Yeah, the yeah, motive. The motive. Mm. And, um, you know, working with him and working with those kids and Laura helping. I mean, we, were, we put all these skateboards together for them. Um, you know, thanks to all the donations right. we got from Ladies' Day, and um, put these skateboards. And we didn't have a razor blade or right. a knife or. You didn't. <laughs> you know, I, I can't wait till the video comes out. But we were using rocks we found. <laughs> sure, scrape on the edge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to scrape the edge. Yeah. And we found a kitchen knife. That'll <laughs> like work. Kitchen yeah. steak knife. Sure, many escapers are made that way. Yeah, yeah. steak knife. Yeah. <laughs> and wow. then using the the bottom of the um, of the grip tape. Yeah. You know, to cover the grip tape and and using our hands as well as a nice rounded rock to smooth it. <laughs> all the air bubbles. All the air bubbles, mm -hmm. teaching the kids. You know, some of the skateboards have the grip tape a little to the side. Sure. But you know what? Yeah. They they did it themselves. That's awesome. They learned to do it themselves. That's awesome. And um, the, the, they were able to just, it was fascinating. It was just fascinating, you know? And, and those skateboards are going to stay there. with them. Yeah. And, yeah. they, and they're going to give them all this hope and joy and a yeah. thing to do yes. forever, right? For, I mean, yeah. for as long as they last. Yeah. And, and, you know, crazy stuff that you say as long as it lasts. We did a tour in 2007, went back to Argentina in 2012. One of the skateboards we give the, gave the kids stapled together, no stapled together, passed down to six different skaters. I imagine. And they were like, we still have the original skateboard. And I'm like, holy Wow. They're still writing it, you know? Mm -hmm. So they're going to be writing those boards forever. Right. You and, know? And, but everything those boards are going to bring them. Yeah. The same thing that brought you and I skateboarding. Yeah. You know, hope, joy, inspiration, passion, you know, just everything. And, you know, one of the things, and I am going to throw it out there just for anyone that's listening, is um, we still need trucks for trucks. a good amount of the boards. You're having a hard time getting trucks? Um. 
our time? I don't know. I haven't really put it out there. We just came back, still trying to wrap everything up, but we still need trucks for those skateboards. And um, Poseidon's willing to figure out some kind of collaboration that we could ship it down there. He has the money to take him out of customs, but it's, it's so expensive for a truck to enter the country, to, to, for them to pay to get the proper okay. stuff. Okay. And he does have a discount, but you know, if we can at least get 10 sets of trucks, okay. you know, you heard that. That, that would be awesome. You know, that would be awesome. That's right. what we're looking right. for. Right. So, That's so amazing. Yeah. That's so amazing. Yeah. We gave out like close to 30 decks. Uh, I would say I would, yeah, I don't even, I don't even want to say the value of stuff we, we sure. gave out, but sure. like we were so stoked. Um, I did a, a who has the worst shoe contest. <laughs> How does that work? Um, I've never heard of that. <laughs> who has the worst shoe contest? I'm looking around. What does that mean? It means how fucked up is your shoe? <laughs> <laughs> and what do you... So if you have and the worst one, what do you do? You get something, or you do get you... a new shoe. Okay. So, so basically, all the kids like I had about at one point. Thank you to my friend Lucio who hopped in uh, to protect me because all of a sudden I was swarmed by freaking like thirty skateboarders <laughs> with the one shoe off their foot <laughs> to the point where they're up in my nose. Like, look at my shoe! And at one point, I was like, dude, all your guys' feet stink. Put your shoes back on. This is the winner. I just grabbed a winner. <laughs> I was like, randomly? Is, well, not randomly. Yeah. I did see his it shoe. It was a shoe. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I was like, you, put your shoe back on. You you won. You, you, you could really smell it? You really could? Smell it and looked at it. And I was like, you won. Is that gross you out? Um, it did at the point. I did not think that they were going to be taken off their shoes. I thought they were going to be proper like a girl. Uh -huh. You know, we would just show the shoe uh -huh. on our foot. <laughs> on our foot. Like, hey, look, look. No, they straight up took them off. Wow. It's important to them, obviously. It's an important thing. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. And, and we were able to shut down. That was at the best trick contest at the Parque Catalina. And so, like, and we were able to shut it down for the girls to skate where we ended up changing the contest to a game of skate rather than, like, a skate jam. And that worked out great. We had two or three groups of girls of five or wow. six, which is big because when it we is. did our last competition in 2013, we only had five and they could only ollie. And if you go to our Instagram, you can see that video. They aren't just ollie nowadays. They're tricks now. Oh my God! Which is more tricks. common, right? Yeah, you're seeing that. Yes, yes, and and we still had a plethora of guys. And for me, it was more about having fun and stoking someone, some some winners out. And at that point, the glory and love for Latin America, we can change whatever at the last second that we need to <laughs> to accommodate what's really happening. That's kind of nice. And and yeah, it gives you liberty. So. Um, which I feel skateboarding should still give liberty. Um, and uh, so I had to change it up. And from going to a best trick traditional contest, we were just like, okay, the best trick contest, you do your your best trick. We're going to know what's your best trick because we're going to be watching you. Yeah. But let's, let's see what's your best trick. And we changed it from that to like everyone in the park 
receiving and winning at least one thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So, so spreading the love that much, right. you know, like where they all That's walked huge. away yeah. with something. Right. Like, it, it was huge. It was amazing. Everyone was stoked. Um, I mean, we, we are very, very blessed. And, you know, my friend down there, Andres, he's also one of the Poseidon um, advocates and ambassadors for us in Ecuador. He um, is amazing. Like, he started up a couple, like, skateboard stuff. You know, he started up his own company, SBEC, mm -hmm. Skateboarding Ecuadoriano. And he's also a lawyer. He's also... A, a advocate for human rights through jobs, okay. you know, like the workforce. Okay. And um, he also wants to inspire kids through skateboarding. And in though he started up a nonprofit, skateboarding scene drogas, meaning skateboarding without drugs, you know, um, it's it's more than that that message. You know, it's like, hey, skateboarding is so amazing, just alone. Yes. You don't have to even intoxicate yourself with anything. You don't. Because it's better than that. It's better than that. It really that. is. It's better than that. Yeah. And and yeah, you might you might feel like the need to do it or get over something or a hurdle or whatever, but don't rely on that you thinking it's you. It's you. You essentially are the one who's able to do it. And and so for me that message of what he advocates for in the youth, his community as a whole, even professionally, right. is um, where I see skateboarding even heading in Latin America. You know, the people that really want to change. Yeah, there's the ugly, that control, power, payoff. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. I, I, th I feel that's even in the States. Yeah, but, it is. You know, um, it, it's just, it's just be beautiful. And um, and he's a true advocate. Like he's the one who's really connected us with Techo Techo, which is the the nonprofit we directly work with okay. in Latin America. Okay. And they're the ones who build homes for homeless okay. families. They're the ones who he educate. To that. Yeah, okay. could educate them. And going back to my story, though the skaters weren't able to go build these homes, yeah. it, it it was more than that. We we still built them. You right. know what I mean? Right. It still happened and these people are happy. But as for the skateboarding aspect, it really inspired them. And Laura, she was like, they aren't gonna know who I am. But it was so beautiful to see the girls. Like she didn't even see, they were so, so starstruck. They were That's stunned. Cool. That's cool. They couldn't even reach her. Cause like a couple years ago, we did a FaceTime with her, with the girls from Columbia. Yeah. And she's like, what? They want to meet me? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, how do they even know who I am? And they they painted this mural. Wow. And they were so sad because they thought it was her that they painted a picture of. But it turned out it was wrongly named on the internet. Oh. And it was someone else. Oh. But but I was like, hey, girls, don't worry. Now you know who that person is. Yep. I'm like, but do you want to FaceTime? And we, we totally coordinated wow. a time so cool. that she was able to FaceTime with the girls of Columbia. Well, you know, some of the girls traveled very far to meet Laura Thornhill. That's cool. That's cool. And and I know Laura tried getting out of the trip. I'm calling you out right now, Laura. <laughs> like she tried to get out of the trip, and I looked at this her. This is getting like, good. <laughs> I was like, we have press. <laughs> <laughs> you are not backing out. We are. We have press. You're not allowed. 
You're, and she just looked at me. She's like, okay. <laughs> Are we going to be safe? Yes, we're going to be safe. It. Oh, and, is that what she's worried about? And I just don't know. She's never traveled. Like, she told uh -huh. me she's never traveled there. And then it turns out she traveled to Venezuela in the 70s. And I'm like, Venezuela in the 70s? Like, that's Well, she's probably been inundated with all that fear about going anywhere else. Yeah. You know the press. Yeah, or people. So, yeah. but it was so lovely because she... <laughs> I love you, called her Because she ended up telling me, and I hope this is okay that I'm sharing, Laura, but like... Well, cut it out, Laura. <laughs> we, um, it, was, it was so awesome that she was able to share and be like, wow, that was one of the best experiences. Thank you. And it was just so nice to have her on board have like a, a mentor there with me guiding me you know yeah. you just inspiring me as well as just like you know she she was really helping me throughout that whole time of the tour because she has such great insight you mm. know not only just skateboarding but just like being a human you know Thornhill and, yeah Thornhill really? yeah really Laura Thornhill okay. yeah you you would think you would think not you're sure but... it's Laura Thornhill listen <laughs> all right no, I know I know she's a princess but <laughs> 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 but she definitely was not a princess on this that's tour. awesome yeah she was amazing so she might have got something out of that situation yeah I mean you should probably interview her about it yeah but... you hear that Laura <laughs> but um I really I I was really, really, really honored to have her come. And we're actually thinking about doing, because um, she had so much fun. And one of my girlfriends in Ecuador just um, opened up an eco lodge in the middle of the Amazon. And wow. she actually is the only one that has this particular lodge because they no longer gave permits out like that since like the 80s okay. or something. And so um, the diversity and what you can see down there um, it is just amazing. Like my friends- So it's and, special. Yeah, very special. And um, she talked to Laura because she was so inspired by Laura. And Laura was actually inspired by her because of her music. What kind of, mu <laughs> what kind of music was she doing? Oh, I have no idea. Uh, okay. <laughs> it was all different types. Right. Um, different types from trance to, I don't know, psy trance to, reggae to ska to okay. it was just a big genre right. and um we talked about doing a legends tour y you're welcome to come i, oh. I consider you a photographer oh. legend yeah. type oh. guy oh wow yeah yeah um but and having it be more geared towards you know just going to different skate going to a skate park as well as Echo tourism because like as I said if you're following the podcast I'm I'm an environmentalist I I'm about protecting the planet and and I feel the more you can make people conscientious of the the diversity the ecosystem whatever beauty nature animal that you can see that's not in your own um, community yep. because you become what is it just connected from that i mean you wouldn't just, think yeah. it's real you wouldn't think it's yeah or it matters yeah so uh, just taking them somewhere where they become inspired to become advocates towards hey like we need to protect this this area or whoa this area whoo i wonder what other places on the planet are just as spectacular mm. you know um that's that's the meaning behind the tour as well as you know 
Um, I think it really inspired Laura because a lot of times being a female in the industry, I feel like um, they they may have had the recognition when during their time. In skateboarding. In skateboarding. Yes. Or maybe not. Not really. You know, but kind of, kind of a novelty. Kind of like, yeah. like Life Magazine, you know, yeah. Patty, you know, one a one off. Was never like a career. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um, them understanding like, whoa, I inspire people, like, still, <laughs> right. you know, and um, so like my my. It's a good use of that. Yes, and and honestly, like. I'm gonna put it out there to the universe. My my team, my team, my dream team <laughs> mm -hmm. would be Laura Thornhill, Robin Logan, and Steve Cavallaro. You're welcomed as well mm -hmm. as our photographer. Mm -hmm. And that would be the legend portion. And then maybe one one other skater, you know, from my generation or younger. Mm -hmm. And you know. That would Sounds that would great. be the team, yeah. and have a filmer from the country, right. you know, because yeah. I am really big on, you know, uh, giving back to the community, not only with like our humanitarian and philanthropy work, but uh, the actual industry there. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's important to understand. You know, yeah, the culture may have came from the United States. It may have. You know, originated, originated yeah, a long time ago. But at the same time, when you start to expand and learn about different cultures and different different countries, you start to realize like it may have blew up this concept of skateboarding. You know, steel metal wheels and yes. a plank of wood. But the more old timers that I meet, like I introduced Laura Thornhill to Santi, who built La Carolina, which is a replica of Upland. Wow. And he came here and studied in school because of skateboarding. Wow. You know, yeah. and, and brought it back to his country. And he was able to actually build a skate park, got the mayor to support him in the 70s, Killer. 1970s. In the 70s? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Build a skate park. You know, it was like, raging back then, by the way. 78, it was raging. Yeah. 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 So, so you know, and, and talk to these these legends from the country that a lot of people don't even know they're a legend from that country. Um, and uh, just kind of learn that maybe we're a little ignorant in, in our regard? thinking mm -hmm. that in we regard? invented skateboarding. Mm -hmm. You know, tell like, me more. Tell me more about this. You know, um, because skateboarding, I feel kind of maybe came through a level of consciousness. No, I'm following <laughs> you. I'm following you. Yeah. Globally, I'm following um, you. at the same time. So there was something possibly mystical about skateboarding. How it began. Yeah. Why is it? Why is skateboarding that way? It's this stupid little piece of wood with pieces of rubber tires. And, yeah. Some something so magical about it, even to an old man like me. Why is that? Tell me. I know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But it's really there, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's really there. I mean, I can't explain it. I, I can't prove it to you. Maybe it's our one way to connect with nature, because it is wood. Hmm. I, Julie Kinstrand talked about the bare feet on wood, or the wood itself, or yeah. yeah. Wow. That's yeah. wild. So, do you think that? Do you realize that you've created? some Michaela's out there? <laughs> I mean, seriously, that, that you deputized this thing that you love so much that you do and, you know, you put all this energy into, you basically gave your life to? Um, 
10 years, a long time. You yeah. know it's got to be happening. Yeah, it's interesting because I hear that, you know, people telling me, and then as they inspire to do their stuff and I connect and help and all that stuff, um, that's been something that I really have had to look at myself and... Um, and I don't know if I'm if I'm starting to go off what you're actually go ahead questioning me. But go anywhere. Like, go anywhere, McKenna. Okay. Um. Yeah. Like the Maldives. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 I'd like to go there. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for giving me permission. <laughs> Did you hear that, Heidi Newton? <laughs> um. No, uh, I, I, what was your question again? No, I mean, I, I feel that you, yeah. not, you know, I've never really got to sit and talk to you, but you're really an amazing person. I'm sorry to say that. I know it's embarrassing. I know that I have a feeling people like you don't, that you're so selfless that you don't see it that way. But you're doing a really important thing, I think, in my estimation. Yeah. So. And I feel like you've sort of lit this candle with places all over the world that's still going, that's getting bigger, that's growing. Yeah, it's... It's crazy. Um, yeah, I've had, you know, what I was going to say is, you know, and this is, it's hard. So I know some people may comment, I'm just going to go for it. So basically there has been people that I've inspired and have motivated and, and have helped and, and mentored and still continue to. But it's really weird whenever the ego and the consciousness of of actions kind of come together, and then next thing you know, you're kind of getting bitch slapped. By the same people. Yeah, by of course. the same, same people. Because this and, thing's growing. And and it's kind of like... You're talking about opportunists? Or? Um, whatever it may be. Okay. You know what I mean? I yeah. don't even want to put a label to it. Okay. Um, because for me, that's never been my drive. That's never been something um, that I utilize a contact or a person or something to... to uh, and I know people are like, well, how did you get to Poseidon? But like, to catalyst my move, movement in a selfish way. I could tell that. You I could, know, you know, like. I could tell that that's not, I mean, maybe I'm just naive, but I, I don't feel, he, I don't see that at all. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, there's, there's been a couple of times that like, you know, I don't share my story on like the reality of like a situation that would have may have happened. But I would have to say, like, I, like the last three years, and maybe it's because I had this blessed child come into my life, you know, that I, I've experienced both the good and the ugly and, you know, and, and understanding, like, whoa, feeling that sensation of just, like, being human, like, getting upset about something or, you know, lashing out or or like stepping back or realizing something that I say can be interpreted or misconstrued or however they want, however someone wants to put it out there, mm -hmm. rather than coming and speaking to me directly and being like, hey, did you mean this? People or, are doing that? Hey, People do that? Yeah, or, or hey, like, Michaela, I gotta be frank with you. Like, this, this, is, this is what I'm getting, like, this is how you're being, or this, but, but it's really funny sometimes how when you run a foundation, people kind of have these higher expectations of you. And I've, and I've had to... You mean you're not perfect? No. That's the only reason I'm here. Like, yeah. Is <laughs> step back and, and really, like, take it in and just be like, ooh. And that's where that self-reflection, I'm 
I talked about earlier comes in and just like I am someone who sincerely takes people's comments too hard to the point where I started to shut down because I believed some of the negativity rather being than attacked. yeah being attacked bullied words being misconstrued manipulated manipulated you know weird stuff to me it's just weird stuff and and also me realizing like whoa what I did was weird really you know like so yeah. you're saying they were correct um yeah in some cases yeah there are some people that have been really a reflection and a mirror for me in understanding like whoa you know like by saying this comment to someone regardless of how you meant it i meant it this is how it was interpreted and so so me even becoming more conscious on like sharing and and you know like yes there's people that i can share 100 percent everything with but I can't do that with everyone. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and that was a huge lesson for me. Mm. Huge lesson because that's where my rose-colored glasses came, came off. off. Mm. You know? How long ago was that? Um, I would say in the last three years. Really? Yeah. And, and, you know, and having really deep talks and uncomfortable talks and uncomfortable, like, breakaways and reuniting um, through friendships and non-friendships and, you know, just all that, um, that comes with life, you know, happen. And it's, it's making me become more aware and a more conscious human being and, and understanding also that I don't, even when it comes to Poseidon, I don't have to share just because they ask. And I like being transparent and I like being like, no, this is 100% like what we do. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I have to, you know, be an open book no, per se right. and do whatever and, you want and one of the best advices i've ever received and it and it's kind of i actually drew a picture of it like a little picture to remind myself is givers need to set limitations yeah. because takers have no limits yeah. and it doesn't mean that they're bad or not because we're we're all human that's that's a human lesson a human thing and 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 I'm always reflecting on that and then it also and then I also wrote am I a giver or a taker to kind of just put myself rebalancing like what is my motive what is my intention why am I doing wow, this? this is heavy this you is know? getting good <laughs> you know like this is philosophical yeah seriously like, what's my what's the purpose yes behind this and and my purpose came forth on Ladies' Day. Wanted it to be a weird, fun gathering. Which it is. <laughs> it did not resemble anything I've ever attended before, which I told you I loved. Yeah. I want, and I want you to maintain that somehow with everything yeah. that's happening with skateboarding, because it is blowing up. <laughs> I mean, the hippie jumper won a box of meat. <laughs> I love that. And I do have to apologize. You couldn't make that up. <laughs> and, and <laughs> Thank you, stay classy. They, they, they kept my event classy, you know. <laughs> and you know what? The winner, Courtney, she was 
freaking stoked. Awesome. She was so stoked that she won the box of meat. That's awesome. Like she was so stoked. And she, I actually ran into her and she um, at exposure and she was like, Kayla, I already put my order in. <laughs> <laughs> because it was $500 worth of meat. That's and I a go, lot of meat. Yeah, it's a lot of meat. But yeah. it, it is, it is um, what's great about that company is it's all farmers that care about their cows. So, so and, it's, and, okay, grass-fed kind of deal. Oh, my, more yeah. than just grass-fed. Yeah, right. They are what we should be doing if we eat meat. Right. Like, you know, type of thing. And that's what I love about it. And they sponsor Olympians, a NASCAR driver. Like, you know, to, to, because all these people are going towards this vegan movement. Yeah. But you still need the protein. And, and for those like myself, I, I was a vegetarian for five and a half years. Yeah. My buddy, my body shut down. You couldn't my, take it. My ancestors are meat eaters. Yeah. You know? right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what? What's a good meat? What's, what meat do you like? Oh my God. Come on, tell me. Which kind? Tacos or uh, steaks a or everything? A bloody steak. A bloody steak. <laughs> yeah. Prime rib, bloody. Uh, no, filet. No. You like, you're a filet person. With yeah. Bacon wrap or just? Uh, I, I. I can eat, I can, yeah, just original. Right. Just straight, when you slice it, blood kind of Just like you're eating butter. Just, yeah. Right. Mm. <laughs> little salt. Yeah, yeah. little salt, little mm -hmm. salt, like mm -hmm. good salt, not the right. white shut. The pink stuff? The pink stuff, pink the pink stuff. Or pink even rock. Rock, okay. Rock salt. Okay, that would work. Um, my, my mother's side of the family were ranchers. Oh, okay. You know, my grandpa was the first person to be able to import cattle from Mexico. Oh, really? Very clean meat. Wow. So, I know what Which part of Mexico? Sonora. Wow. They have those amazing tortillas. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those tortillas over there are like magical. They're so thin and... Yeah. You eat like eight of them and you yeah. feel guilty. I have, I have some thick little ones. Oh, those little tiny ones. I hear yeah. those are like, I hear you don't need anything. You just eat those by themselves. And yeah, like, with butter. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm the butter. I have, I can't purchase butter. <laughs> Why? Why can't you purchase butter? I love butter. <laughs> Why can't you purchase it? I will eat a stick. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> You have no control. It comes no with butter with or powder. Butter or cheese. Cheese. Any kind of cheese? Um, is Mexican cheese different than American cheese? Um, you go to Northgate, can you get the same kind of cheese you can get in Mexico? It's any, I mean, it's a different country, so it's never going to be processed the same. Right. So That's I'm going to, I'm going to go there. But, um, and I, like I said, my mother, we've gone to the ranch where my aunt makes the cheese. My mom knows how to make like churn butter and make cheese. I was, churn butter is amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's nothing like what people might think. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm fortunate that I grew up that way. Um, my daughter comes home from school sometimes saying, can I have some normal food? And I look at her, I'm like... What are you feeding your daughter? Um, good food. <laughs> good food that I actually don't even eat myself sometimes, like from scratch. Uh, awesome. Yeah, and, and, I, and I had a teacher, I'm like, what they eat is not normal, Isabella. <laughs> <laughs> Who's they? Cheese and crackers. Oh. You know, and string cheese and crackers. Right. And a peanut butter, like, um, <laughs> like whatever that sandwich is. Um, peanut butter and jelly? No, I'm oh. just saying, like, I, I'm being grotesque in what I'm, I'm saying. <laughs> like, whatever that bread is that they put that, whatever that the peanut sponge? butter. Uh -huh. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
whatever that is, you know, is not normal. It's not food. It's not food. It's made by corporations. I mean, yeah. I mean, I had a I had a, a dinner the other the other night at at a sushi place, and um, they were so nice. They're like, bring your daughter, you know, because it's a business meeting, and a, and they understand being a single mom, you know, like sometimes you just bring the kid, you know, and. One, yes. I don't believe in giving her an iPad because I'm having a business meeting and she needs to stay entertained. Right. Like, I, I asked the people and they brought her a pen and a piece of paper. I never let her use pens, so she was happy to draw with a pen. Right. So that's and, like an exotic experience for your daughters to use a pen. Yeah. You remind me of my Auntie Heat, but go on. <laughs> and, and, and she's drawing the whole yeah. time. And mm -hmm. then every once in a while I have to redirect her, no, you need to sit in the chair. But... Mm -hmm. um, so I had this meeting, and luckily my friend, another friend was there, so he would run with her every once in a while. That's cool. And um, when the sushi came out, I love sashimi. And she's like, I want that one, and starts scratching. I'm like, you're not supposed to touch this with your hands. And I, and I give it to her, and they're like, she's just going to eat that raw fish. I'm like, and she's like, oh. <laughs> 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 eating it, eating the radish white thing. And they're just like, what? Because she loves it or because she never gets it? Um, because she, because I... She, I, she loves it, and even if she didn't love it, I exposed her to it. Yeah. And then she sees a sushi roll, and she's like, I want to try that one. And I was like, <laughs> okay. So I asked the, asked the guy, is it okay if I give her one of your rolls? And she ate it, and she kind of, she ate it. And then, um, and then it was funny when it came to the salmon. And uh, she's like, oh, I want, at first she went back to, I asked her, do you want the tuna, the yellow tail, yeah. or the salmon? And she goes, oh, I want the yellow tail. And I'm like, okay. And Good I choice. go, I give it to her and she's looking at it. And I think she thought the yellow tail was the salmon because, you know, kids oh. still don't have color. They don't That's develop true. that. That's true. And she's like, and I saw her little face. So I'm like, what, do you oh. want this one? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, that's called salmon. And she's like, yeah, I want to try the salmon. So she takes, I get the yellow tail, and she she takes a bite of the salmon. And I was talking, and the next thing I know, the salmon's on her drawing, not even on her plate. <laughs> on the drawing. <laughs> yeah. Why? And and I go, I look at her. Well, Did you not like it? She's like, no. <laughs> salmon's a little gamey. Yeah. And yeah. so I was like, okay, well, you could have left it on your plate, <laughs> and you could have told me. I took it off her paper. I ate it still. I'm like, because it's sure. good. Yeah. You know. Go to and, waste. And then I gave her. Another slice of tuna, because that's something she that's easier to she eat. really yeah. likes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's awesome. But I think it's true with kids, don't you? That you should yeah. take them places. I mean, there yeah. people take like kids on horses and travel across, you know, ranges and live in tents. And kids are very movable and portable. Yeah. And they and they don't they don't get hurt really easily. Yeah. So that's yeah. why that's why she tells me, Mom, can I have some normal food? <laughs> 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 but yeah, going yeah. back to my team dream uh, skateboarding tour okay. in Ecuador. <laughs> we got we, we've created a little idea here at, at this conversation. I'll be able to I'll tag everybody in this. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. So my idea was we would, uh, you know, and it will be an experience. So it would have to be a longer tour. We will definitely have to raise some some cash for this. Um, but I think it would be an experience that. Even, even the people that want to join in, if they have the money to like be like, hey, no, I have enough miles. I'll use my miles for yeah, my ticket to get there. Yeah. To get there, um, it's going to be worth it. 
Um, you know, we would start off in Quito and meet up with Santiago, which is the, the gentleman mm -hmm. that um, created Parque Carolina with his other friend, <laughs> a replica of Upland, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Santiago. Yes. He is amazing. He is a true farmer in the sense of like he's taking um, indigenous areas as well as non-indigenous areas close to Amazon areas and teaching them how they can cultivate their own food and eat their own food mm. and bringing them back to culture mm. and why it's important to protect where they are because of the biodiversity and he's a skateboarder <laughs> like wow. he loves skateboarding wow. and um, so we would meet up with him maybe do a little autograph signing skateboarding at Parque Catalina she's creating the itinerary right you here know, right? during the podcast yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll somebody, go, somebody get this. Somebody start typing this. We'll go, we'll go to this like rich area called the spot, so we can, we can get the, you know, people that have the cash to, to fundraise for Techo, so we could build more homes. Maybe we could do ten homes for them this time, you know, instead of seven, ten, and then from there, you know, like, because I understand you guys are old timers. But you like to adventure, mm -hmm. and our bones don't move as we used to. So if we're going to travel somewhere, we would like a little, like, not it to be too crazy. But, you know, I, I, I think I have the perfect itinerary. So, Laura, you have to hop in on this. You have to hop on. She already, that, Laura? she already knows. She already said yes. So, so, so she you already. can't back out, Laura. Yeah, you can't back out. There's press. And, <laughs> and, and then from there, depending on how the budget is, we would either, we would either take a bus down, which is, you know, it's better. When I, when I had a bus in 2005, sometimes it was, sometimes depending on the driver, if he was really in the 80s, like, and I mean. Literally 80s. We, 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 we have to think of 80s and. Not like he, like Billy Idol, but he's literally 80s. No, no, like Billy Idol. Oh, I, it's oh. sublim subliminal, like crazy oh, oh, driver, oh, like right. fast, like, oh, whoa, you don't know if you're going to die because you I don't know you. if the bus driver's on something. Right. <laughs> While they're playing the 80s music with the goat and the chickens. <laughs> that sometimes can be 10 to 13 hours. <laughs> I mean, that one's eight hours. Those are eight hours. But the, the normal bus riders are like 10 to 13. This is 2005. Thanks to, you know, the roads are much better. You could get there in six to eight hours um, by bus. We'd bus it down to Guayaquil. And that's where we would also do something very special with um, um, Skateboarding Ecuador with Andres. He, he would be our ambassador through the time. So we don't have to worry. We have a lawyer on board. And his family's lawyers. And his wife's a lawyer. So we, we, we have, and, and, and he's a government lawyer. So, so, so it's safe. <laughs> Laura, please tell them it's safe. Um, <laughs> maybe Tony might want to come. No, I'm just kidding. Put it out there. Who, who, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, I, I think I think um, it'd be really beautiful to bring Steve. I, I think it would cultivate that that Latin aspect of himself. Um, yes. And yes. Um, from from Guayaquil, then we would decide. You know. Uh, depending on if Poseidon teams up with a surf thing down there. Very cool. Um, you know, in Montanita, because that is a world-class surf spot. Yeah. Um, we would go there for a day, day and a half, two days. And then from there, we would definitely have to bolt over to the Amazon. 
Mm -hmm. and, and we can either fly from Quito to Guayaquil, which I would prefer, because from bolting from Guayaquil to the Amazon, there really is no luxury transportation. Okay. It's like we're, we're on a bus, we're on a, a, a car taxi, and then from there we're in a canoe, and depending on the, the, the rise of the river, mm. we're either pushing a canoe, <laughs> like standing in the water with piranhas. Literally pushing it. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> Lifting it up, pushing it, this, everything. It could be fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I've done this, so wow. I know. Wow. Um, and, um, and walking through that, and it could be anywhere between 15 minutes to an hour and a half. Wow, huge difference. Yeah, or, yeah. or we're canoeing for an hour and a half to three hours wow. to our destination. Rubber arms. Yeah, and and then experiencing that for a minimum of three days. Wow. That's the minimum you can stick. Minimum. Minimum is three days. Wow. Yeah, um, because wow. the trek and how it works, and that's the way, they don't want to disturb the area. Ah, makes sense, okay. Too much. That makes sense. So that we would sense. be there a minimum of three days, a max of five, mm -hmm. um, and then we would come back and then I would want to take you guys to the hot springs. And it would either be, if we go back to Guayaquil, it would be heading straight home, or this would be a group decision. This is a group decision. If you guys want to experience the hot springs. Right. And, and that would either be another day or three days, depending on if we want to hit up a hot springs called Baños, mm -hmm. where there's a volcano erupting. So it's all natural, obviously. And a glacier next Whoa, to it. <laughs> what a trip. Wow. And is there cold water and hot water? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So they polarize by bringing in glacier water, and the mineral water is from the volcanic. Okay. You know, and at night you can see the eruption. It's a beautiful place. So that's a place we would go as long as it's safe, because sometimes it, it cannot. Seismic thing changes. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. But there's another place that I love going, um, Paparayarta, and it's just as beautiful. Um, and it's in the and it's straight in the Andes. It's cold, but the water it's just really beautiful place. Mm -hmm. um, and then if if anyone feels like being cowboys for a day, you know, there we can add that to it too. Like if you have you, this all planned, yeah. Yeah, I'm very fortunate. I went to school in Ecuador. I, I so you studied. know the terrain, you know the travel. Yeah, and everything. and um, my my friends that I've met are all eco tourism guides. Mm -hmm. So I've really, really, really have been able to explore Ecuador, and that's what even it inspired me more uh, to become a, a advocate for the an advocate for the environment. Like not only Colorado. You know, um, because th there's not enough environmental advocacy here in California. I feel like there's these pockets, yes. but it's not. I mean, they're they're destroying the wetlands right here. In yes, Senate, I believe. You know, it. Like, what are they going to build there? Mall. Um, a mall. Yeah. And and people are Hotel understanding that yeah. Southern California has 30 percent, 30 percent of wetlands. So so we're destroying them because we believe they're useless, and let's build them all. Like, so, just want the, they don't think, I don't think they think it's useless. I think they want the money more. I think it's a combination of yeah. both. Because oh. there's people that really don't give a fuck. They don't care. Yeah, they don't care. And mm. so, um, you know, living in Colorado, my, my backyard being the national forest. Like, yeah. literally opening the door, yeah. 
Sometimes having to run it and climb up a tree as fast as you possibly can. Why, bear? Can. Is it bear? No, a buck. Oh yeah, they're huge, they're huge. Yeah. yeah, a buck just, yeah, a buck wanting a buck. You right, know? they're and, huge, yeah. Yeah, and, um, and to like going to Ecuador and experiencing what I have experienced down there, um, you know, it, it's, it's just, it's just life changing. Right. You know, and you know, going back to that political poetry aspect, you know, I was already, writing um, when I lived in Boulder. I was so You're fortunate. Like 15 or 16? Um, no, that was, writing, yeah. I've oh, always, Boulder. Uh, yeah, I've always written like weird little stories and stuff since I was young, but. And, like, Why do you I, say they're weird? I don't know, sometimes dark. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, but, but you know, um, sometimes bubbly, I don't know, just uh -huh. like whatever comes to mind. Yeah. Kind of like this interview. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, just, just always have, but it wasn't until I started junior college and, um, started taking my creative writing classes and, you know, I had some teachers that in my, just my English class that would get annoyed with me because they were like, you're, you're a really good writer, but you're grammar. And I'm just like, okay. So I would work on it and, and fix it and then, and, and. Sometimes it would just change the meaning of what I was trying to say. By, by correcting grammar, you change the meaning of what yeah. you're trying to say. How so? Um, because sometimes I want to put the comma where it's not supposed to go. Because to because, you, that means a certain thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the best advice that I ever received was, you got to know the rules in order to break them. It's true. Get your theory down. Yeah. And then forget about your theory. Yeah. But for me, yes, I understand that. But sometimes I just still don't know the rules. And I break them, but it's not because, yeah. So anyways, um, so in Colorado at Front Range, I just, um, you know, started taking these creative writing classes, and that's where I met, like, the most influential peers when it came to that aspect of my life. About and, protecting nature, about it. Um, po politics. Politics, um, okay. Because well, you're talking about the political uh, yeah, poetry. Yeah, right, right. And, and, and just in, in, and nature. And, you know, um, it was during a time where CU got shut down because of PETA, because of monkey testing. Um, okay. it, there, there's a theory, James Patterson wrote a book called um, When the Wind Blows. Mm -hmm. And um, he even, in the acknowledgement, says, hey, this, this may sound like fantasy, but it's actually going on. Okay. You know, there was, there was a little place off of um, the Flatirons and where it was a secret military type of okay. type of deal, and then all of a sudden it disappeared when PETA came into town. Oh boy! Yeah. You know, just weird, just weird stuff. And and that was that was the beauty of living in Boulder. It was like every person you ran into gave you some sort of information because everyone was so into learning. You know, learning about anything and everything like you could learn ravenous about, curiosity yeah just yes anything and mm -hmm. and um and so in in school i had a, a creative writing mentor as well as my teacher and someone who really inspired me uh junior burke and it turns out he was part of the beatnik generation okay you know which i actually like started, a jack kerouac kind of figure or? he also mentored okay yeah and and worked with them and everything and the, the new Allen Ginsberg okay and, you know and and I honestly wanted to go to the Naropa back then Institute now it's a university but Naropa Institute to expand and 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 create
create and, and find myself. But even back then, I was like, I can't do this. Like, to go to that university, it was like 60000 you know. And Student I, loan. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't understand student loans still. I was still young, junior college, not really understanding the system. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, kind of had to learn it all on my own. Mm-hmm. My parents never really finished college, okay. you know. So, it's, calm, it's common, yeah. Yeah, and, um, but they did later in life, which was amazing. That's cool. Um, and uh, so I... You know, kind of had to learn all these different hoops, and and he helped me cultivate my writing, and also helped me become aware and allowed me to write my quirkiness or what I believe or however I wrote it, and would help me hone in. And I remember when I was writing short story, sometimes I thought I had a really good story, and I'd come back and there would be only one sentence. <laughs> And he was like, I want you to expand on this, write it around this. So he really I, would edit that. Yeah. Wow. And so now I became this self, you know, I think that's where all the reflection comes in, where I analyze so much is because that's how I was taught, you know, was through this writing was, was that the self, like the, the criticism came a little deep sometimes, it you did. know? And it took so, it personally. Yeah, took it personally and, and, and you know, inventoried it and, you know, and then I would look for it and I would try to make it better. And then, yeah, so, so that really helped me. And then also, you know, uh, good old Hunter, Hunter S. Thompson was yes. still around. Yes. So he used to lurk in Boulder. Really? So, yeah. You met him? And... Um, no, saw him behind bushes. Really? <laughs> behind bushes? Why would yeah. he? Yeah, during the PETA. Yeah, PETA really opened my eyes. That, that was like my first experience of like protesting. Hmm. And, and so there was a lot of people like old advocate, you know, and people from that genre mm-hmm. that came out of the woodworks. And he was one like hiding, being lurking, lurking you know, like, <laughs> through there. And, and everyone kept saying, that's not Thompson. That's wow. A, you know, what a trip. like, yeah. And so that tripped me out. And I'd be like, oh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. My friends in high school, they they were the ones like my one good friend Chris Bob. He used to yell during because we took a psychology class. Like all our friends took a psychology class together. Sure. Mr. Davis was a hard the, class normally. The raddest teacher though. Yeah. He was rad, and everyone's answer was always correct. Oh. You, you are correct. That's what I was hoping psychology would be. You got a good class. Yeah. Because it can't be very scientific. No. And yeah. he, everyone's answer was always correct. And wow. I remember. He would always be like, so what do you think? How can we solve it? And then Chris Pop would always stand up with his arm up in the air. Anarchy! <laughs> <laughs> and he'd be like, yeah, you are correct. But what are, what are other ways? <laughs> so, so these were my friends, like somewhat delinquent. These are your peers. Yeah, my peers. And, and even with him yelling anarchy, it made me realize, like, yeah, anarchy can be a solution. It can. You know? And Sometimes it has to be the only one. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. I don't know. Collective anarchy. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, because um, I don't want to send the wrong message. <laughs> but, but. Because of that, and, and you know, my friend Jesse Rodriguez um, introducing me to independent artistic films at 16 years old. Like, I've been watching indie and foreign films since I was 16. 
you know, maybe even younger because TV novellas, thanks to my mom, but I was never into those. But like, you know, just- They're huge. Yeah, I know. Addictive, huge thing. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and, and just like learning that aspect, but you know, it really shaped me and that's where I'm like expose, expose, expose. Like, you know, I, I expose my daughter to as much as possible too. Like even when it comes from a religion tech standpoint, like, you know, I, I try to teach her like, just so that judgment doesn't come in when she starts to make friends or be her own person or, or whatever, you know, like I want her to be conscious because I feel in order to make a change in this world, you have to be open to the change, meaning wherever you go, whoever you encounter, like, you know, like, you, there's that exchange, mm -hmm. which exchange, you know. Exchange, okay. You know, mm -hmm. and so um, through my writing, I was able to vocalize because I'm actually really good one-on-one, -on -one, maybe up to a group of three, but when, when it starts getting bigger, I get... Really, choked up a little bit? Yeah, choked up, depending on the question. Um, really shy, anxious. Gets you like, distracted. Yeah, distracted, yeah. And and I don't even know if distracted, but just like, I, I'm i a really shy person. Yeah, me, in too. me too. Me yeah. too. Yeah. And so, um, this is even nice. Like, you know, this is cool. <laughs> um, but when I went to... Ecuador. Well, but prior to that, I studied in Oaxaca. And, oh, wow. Yeah, Talk Mexico. about meat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Right? Yeah, Oaxaca is... They're known for their meats. They're known for their grasshoppers. Oh, right. And the, the people eat the grasshoppers? So delicious. Right, right. So delicious. Is that the, is that the uh, street food? Yeah. yeah. I smuggled so many bags in. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. I know it sounds disgusting. Do they salt them or do they have I have, they, they, they soak use them some indigenous, like over 200 ingredients, kind of like a mole. Oh, but that's a ton of flavor then. Oh my gosh. Complex, it's, like chorizo or something. Oh my gosh. Okay, so the closest thing I can say they taste like is that Japanese seaweed seed oh, thing that yeah, they yeah. put on rice. It's goopy and kind of salty, sweet, kind of yeah. complicated. Yeah, but it's, yeah. But it's dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the nodi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Amazing. Right. Love it. That's what grasshoppers taste like. It's <laughs> just addicting. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and then that was the first time I worked with um, a nonprofit through my university. And because that was the exchange, like you... you pay the same tuition as your, your tuition is semester instead of paying a tuition of semester abroad. Okay. If anyone knows, it, it varies from 3,000 to 5,000 when I went to school a semester to 10,000 to $18,000 if you want to go to another country and learn about their culture. Okay. And, and, um, and this director at the World Language School at HSU, because I went from Boulder to HSU, Yeah. Uh, was really big on Americans getting out of American culture and really experiencing a different culture that's not Americanized or like America, meaning like Australia, yeah. England, you know, like yeah. a truly, real, truly immersing yourself, immersing yeah. yourself yeah. in a different culture. Yeah. And so that's when I went to Oaxaca. And the exchange also was you worked with a nonprofit. So I worked with a nonprofit called Dijo 
which helped indigenous communities where their children did not even know Spanish. They only knew their indigenous tongue. That's killer. So we would go to these communities, teach them Spanish as well as English. So we would practice what we learned at school in Spanish, and then we would also apply English and do that. And then, and then um, after that program, I studied in Ecuador, and it was at a Catholic university in Ecuador. And that's where my whole experience in life really changed because I went from, you know, political poetry, right, you know, writing because I'm advocating for something or, mm -hmm. you know, the whole PETA experience mm -hmm. to, whoa, the president decided to turn into a dictator while mm -hmm. I was there mm -hmm. and started putting people and in one month it became this whole country movement mm -hmm. where it was protest and, you know, um, I ended up getting several doctor's notes <laughs> because because I was at the protest. Oh. So so I do have you know I'm not even going to go with what I I just remember I would submit. It was important to you. It was important, and after 14 days in a row, my <laughs> 14 doctor's notes. I would say about you had one four. heck of a cold. <laughs> four for <laughs> asthma, asthma. So okay, <laughs> good, to, good to know. It was good because um, at this point, what what tear gas had already started, and so, Liter so literally, literally. So people would start, and I and I learned fire, the the combustion, the whatever fire does. I and I'm sorry, I don't know the the scientific stuff behind it, but with when you're getting tear gas or they're dumping tear gas. Um, you have to stand next to a fire or s smoke a cigarette Why is in that? order to keep your lungs open oh. or you become paralyzed. That's what the tear gas does, it shuts your lungs yeah, down. Yeah, it shuts oh. the whole respiratory. Very much like asthma. Yeah. yeah. And so, so hey, you know, um, at this point, it was getting heavy, like protests. Um, the, the radio station that created, what quote unquote, created the protest, La Luna, doesn't even exist anymore. Please bring La Luna back. Um, but it doesn't exist anymore because not because of that current administration, just this last administration. But anyways, um, they they started with this with a soccer chant, which is Si Se Puede. Okay. Like yes, we can. Okay. And it was so funny because I went out that night with some friends, and we 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 walk out of this place from live music, and and um, and all I hear are these pants chanting, si se puede, si se puede. And I look at my, my, my friend or slash boyfriend at the time who, who also played soccer religiously. Like oh. He was like a professional Killer. back then, yeah. and, or still is. And, and I look at him, I'm like, did we miss a soccer game? Because I love soccer. I love soccer too. That's another passion of mine. Okay. So, um, so and he's like, no, I don't think so. Is there? He's like, I don't know. And he would know any soccer game. Everyone. Of course, of, course. of five on five, seven, seven, 12, 12. Like he knows everything okay. when it comes to soccer. And and then all of a sudden, like someone comes up and we're like, is there a soccer game? And they look at us like we're idiots. And they go, no, the protest has begun. The country's standing up. We will, we will, we will, and they kept saying like that, and I was like, "We will what?" <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm just sitting there like, "We will, we will what?" And they're and then, and and they go, 
we will. And they walked away and I'm like, we will what? And I was so confused because I'm like, you know, culture, not understanding the, the subliminal message that was being sent by them saying just we will. We will, yeah, I like you know? that, I like that. And was we were going to take them out. Yeah. And within literally by six o'clock that morning over five thousand people were protecting the radio station wow because they started announcing the military's here they're trying to break our doors come protect us come protest come stand up for us and everyone rushed to the radio station and stood there and did not leave the doors and they're like we're now live publicly telling you what's going down in the country now it's time this is what's going on this is what's happening this is what he's doing this is what's happening he's trying to sell the amazon this is what's going on this is you started wow. just started listing all this heavy heavy just yeah. Blah, just yeah. vomited out and yeah. they're like we're doing a family protest everyone go to this park we're going to start at this park and we're marching to the palace right, right now five o'clock get there we're doing this right. and um it was a family protest of over a hundred and fifty thousand people family protest My family goodness. protest My goodness. kids and everything and then what they did is they marched at the protest and they said, this is a peaceful protest. We're announcing peaceful. No one bring anything. No one bring weapons. No one bring anything. Just bring your pots and pans. Cease Make and noise. Like, yeah. we're going to talk. We're going to let them know. We're going to do this. We're Ecuador. Yeah. You know, and um, walking. Tear gas. Mm. First tear gas bomb hit the crowd, hit an 11 year old girl, blew half her face off. Because you're not supposed to shoot tear gas in the air. You're supposed to shoot it at the ground. Okay. And they shot it up. They, they, they lobbed it. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's when chaos broke out. And they were just like, they're being violent. But remember, it's peaceful. It's peaceful. It's peaceful. Mm. You know, and they and they continued to keep that peaceful protest. And then they kept tear gassing. And then that's when it spiraled. And they were like, we're still keeping it peaceful. You know, and they kept marching. They kept marching. Um. And um, basically, I started skipping class like intermittently. Right. But when it got to the heat of it, it was really 14 days in a row. Wow. Because that was the end. The 14th day, I remember I went to class because she said, she said I was going to get kicked out. <laughs> If I didn't go, because I found it was bullshit that I had to go to class. When all this is to, going on. Not only that, to learn, because one of the classes was about culture. And I was like, I kept advocating. I'm like, why are we learning about the differences between the United States and Ecuador? I don't give a fuck. I see the difference of what's the difference between America and Ecuador. I want to learn about Ecuador. I want to learn what's going on here in your culture. What's what is culture here in Ecuador? What is it that's turning? You know, and 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 I kept saying that every day. And so finally, when I skipped all those days in a row, like day thirteen, and she was like, "If you don't come to class tomorrow, like we're you're we're kicked out. you're kicked out," you know. And I'm just like, she's like, "I don't believe these doctor notes anymore." <laughs> Uh -huh. I think someone narked me out, <laughs> but, but, but um, maybe because I started worrying everyone so many asthma attacks. I have right. no idea, but but um, <laughs> but anyways, like 
I remember I just had to have that talk with her. I'm like, this is why I'm not coming. Mm -hmm. This is why I can't come here because mm -hmm. I didn't pay to learn about our differences. Yes. I came to learn about the culture and I'm not learning that coming right. to your class. Right. It's just and, surface stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so the 14th day I go to class and the U.S. Embassy is in our classroom and says, all U.S. students, because at this point wow. Bush was in the office, they were saying Yankees go home because that's what they call Americans, the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and uh, they were afraid something might happen because it was getting gnarly. Yeah. Good thing everyone thought I was Brazilian. Um, and I just, you know, or Ecuadorian, but most of the time Brazilian. Mm -hmm. But like, I got to class and I was so happy because they're like, everyone must go back to their host families. You know, and I remember it's April 20th, and I just remember I went and looked at my friend Chet, and I was like, Chet, are you ready? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And we had to pretend we went to our, like, he was with me, so, and we lived close to each other, so we acted like we went, and then we ran straight to where the people were walking, and at this point we had masks, and, and I think there's even a photo of me on Facebook marching wow. with him. Wow. And that day I was gassed 20 27 times wow. and had to escape. I became friends with the military because I was down in the palace and that's when people were start, it was starting to get heavy. It was starting to get really heavy. And this president was one of the indigenous presidents from the Oriente and, and uh, part of Ecuador. Mm -hmm. And, and he was, one threatening indigenous people as well as indigenous people just didn't have the education so some of them didn't like him because they were smart and knew what was going on a lot of them didn't know what was going on but they had to promote they had to go and be there because if not their lands would be taken away um there was all these different types of threats going on and all of a sudden the bus loads the bus loads of indigenous people with machetes <laughs> Right. We're coming in. Right. And um, at that point, when I started seeing the machetes, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Okay. You didn't care about getting gassed 22 times? By yeah, yeah. So I started, I started, because I already knew the trick. Stand next to a fire. You know, I, I, I am. That's why I kept your lungs open. Kept my lungs open. There was a time I did have to smoke a two, two puffs off a cigarette. I hate cigarettes. Uh -huh. You know, but it was the only way. Um, and, and you can't really drink water, so you're dehydrated because Ooh. water does the reverse effect and it, and it burns Screws you. you up, okay. Yeah, and so, and I'm learning all this, <laughs> you know, and, and, and. how old are you? Uh, how old was I? 25. Wow. And, and, and at, at the time, I, I just, um. I became friends with the military people. That's what you said, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, hey, how's it going? Da, da, da. And they're like, you shouldn't really be here. I'm like, I know, I kind of, you know, I know, but I want to experience, I want to see, what's your take on what's going on? Like, what do you believe? And some would open up, and others would be like, go now, right now. Like, just trying to protect they, you. Yeah, and they're like, okay. But there were so many military barricades. I think we had a, we went through six. Like, wow. You know, six barricades, you know, we would get when there was another one. So I had to keep making friends sure. <laughs> with the military people. Yeah. And then once you got out of the open, I looked at my friend Chet, 
And I remember I said, we have to get to Gringolandia because that's where they call this place called the Mariscal. And that's where all the foreigners go. Okay. And, and, and he's like, no, Mika, like, if we go there, it's going to be more fucked up. Don't you know they hate Americans? They hate the yeah. foreigners? They want. I'm like, no, no, this country will not fuck with tourism. Okay. I'm so like, dependent on that. Yeah. I'm like, they won't fuck with that area. It's protected. We gotta get there. And I had like an apartment down there at that time, and 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 it was like okay. So we start dashing, and all of a sudden the gunshots broke out, and the machetes are behind us, running towards us. And this guy had a little um, a little uh, restaurant, and he had the rolling down, you know, garage door oh, yeah. thing. Oh, okay, the metal, and, yeah. Yeah, and me and him did a baseball slide, like home run style, into Underneath the restaurant the <laughs> as he's pulling it down, and he locked us there. And we were able to there. They were so kind. They gave us lunch because <laughs> we hadn't eaten. That's awesome. And and they were talking, but they wouldn't let us leave. And I started getting anxiety because I'm like, they are gonna let us leave like, <laughs> or were they trying to protect you yes and and i don't know like yes they were but they were scared shitless themselves they don't want to open it up right yeah and 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 i uh, at that point had to make the phone call to my mom and i probably scared the crap out I mean, of her i couldn't imagine getting that call <laughs> isabella please 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 isabella that's my daughter don't do what i've done <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've why hit, not? Uh, I mean, I've hitchhiked through Mexico. I've hitchhiked in Ecuador. I'm mean, just like I hitchhiked in Colorado. Like I'm just like, you know, I do. I've done all these experiments, you know, just like through life experiences, and I'm just like, oh God, how I was protected. I was always praying. But, yeah, but, sounds like you were. Yeah, but you know, in that in that time, we had our soup, we had our our segundo, we had our postre, we had something to drink, which they. They gave us a specific drink so it wouldn't burn our throat, which was nice. Yeah. You know, because the water we couldn't really drink. Yeah. Um, and then, and then the uncle, Estio, Estio, with his motorcycle drives the motorcycle in the restaurant, and at that point, me and Chet bolted out. That's your split. Yeah. Wow. And so we are, we're still running, we're still running, and then finally we get to my apartment complex, like Gringolandia. We cross the line. And a bunch of gringos meeting not only American yeah. but people from Switzerland, yeah. Germany, tourists, tourists, yeah. just like oh, Ecuador is so beautiful. Seriously, you know, yeah, going on. And I looked at him. I'm like, see, that's ignorance. They don't even know this is going on. And we're like black with everything. <laughs> and, and we go upstairs. Uh, to to my apartment and all my friends, they're like, "Are you crazy? We're not going in that. We're having a party. It's 4:20." And I'm like, "I'm taking a shower and I'm going to bed." <laughs> That's great. This is this sounds like a movie. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. I had to call my mom to tell her like. I tell my mom, I go, Mom, there's a civil war right now. And she's like, what? I'm like, there's a civil war. I'm safe in a restaurant right now. I'm trying to get to Gringolandia. I'm like, I will let you know once I get there. But yeah, I'm getting chased by machetes. I love you very much. I'll talk to you later. Bye. She, like, I remember I just told her I'm getting chased by machetes. Like, because she oh. was like trying to answer. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I can't even imagine. I mean, it was just how many years after you, you, you moved to Vail? It's just like uh, seven years after you 
when you're 18, you went to Vail and worked at a ski resort. That was much, much better than this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you, that, 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 uh, you have a thing about that. When you're telling the story, you really came alive just now. Like, you, you loved it. My friends thought I was crazy because I was always curious and I see these gatherings, like these gatherings and these like weird, like walking in a hotel and all of a sudden you see these doors open and there's tons of people talking and, and luckily, you know, my, my friend was so awesome at the time. He, he was like, oh my gosh, we, we did everything together for like 24 hours and he allowed me to explore. And I think that's why we were together for so long. You know, because he just allowed me to be myself and allowed me to explore. And I'd be like, what are they doing in there? I want to go. And he's like, I don't know, but okay. And he's like, I'm going to just stand back here. And he's from the country, you know. And so um, he'd stand back and I'm like, oh, what's going on? And I listen. And I'm like, huh, it's a communist meeting. This is a communist. Oh, my gosh. I've always wanted to know what a communist meeting's like. And this is what's going on. Oh, they're advocating. They're handing out. Here's a bandera. Like, I remember I got a communist flag. And <laughs> like, That's crazy. You know, I like, mean, it's like you were li living the stuff people read about in books. Yeah. I, got, I, I popped into some socialist thing. And I remember, you know, it was like God, God really just coming in because... I love taking pictures, and, and I would feel the energy and vibe and be like, ooh, I don't really like how this is going. I'm going to walk this way a little bit more. Because mm -hmm. he really helped me understand the bus system, how the grid works. Mm -hmm. You know, so if I did venture off, I knew, you, you like, some, yeah. yeah, knowledge of it. Yeah. But one day I remember just walking and walking and walking, and I was like, God, and every and further south I kept going, this is more rural, this is more beautiful. Oh, my gosh. And then, and then all of a sudden I come into the section where I'm like, Oh wow! There's these women, like, like beautiful, and like, there's these weird businessmen, oh. and I'm like, and I really got to use the bathroom right now, and and it was so, you know, and I was taking pictures, you know, in that area because it was such an interesting area I've never walked into or seen, and and it was in and out, and so many women, which I know I don't really see bustling around, sure. you know, and. And the next thing, I, I go walking up to this gentleman because I thought it was a hotel slash restaurant. Okay. And as I'm walking up to him, I'm like, oh, you know, and I and I actually yelled like from away, like, oh, tienen un baño? Like, do you guys bathroom, have a bathroom? Yeah. He's like, si, si, and like waves me. And all of a sudden, Esteban walks up and he's like, hey, Mika, what are you doing around here? And I'm like, what are you? doing around here he's like oh I just got done with a soccer game right there you know like and he showed me like the field he's like you're not supposed to be around here I go I really need to use the bathroom and the gentleman's like and he's like you're not going in there he's like do you know where you are and I'm like no I don't know where I am and he's like oh you're in the Distrito Rojo <laughs> no you're in the red district red, I'm like, yeah red yeah. district yeah. and I'm like oh oh and it took me a second to understand what that meant you know and 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 I was like, he's like, prostitutas. Right. <laughs> like, right. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so you're innocent. And and I 
and we walked out. I remember another time I was like, it was our game. 25 cents was the bus ride then. And I'd be like, oh, let's hop on a bus for 25 cents and see where it takes us. And we hopped on this bus and all of a sudden there's mariachis on this bus. And he's like, oh, you're people, you know, on this bus. And I'm like, mariachis in Mexico? I'm like, can we stay on the bus to see where they get off? You know? And so, so we, we get off the bus and, and, and end up finding these, you know, following the mariachis, which turned out to be at this elementary school. Okay. And they let us in with the mariachi group. And I'm like, listen to mariachi at this poor elementary school. Right. And I'm just like, wow, this is amazing, <laughs> you know? And I also worked with a nonprofit down there called Niños de la Calle. And if anything, they were, as for the Poseidon aspect yeah. of like, of honing in on the humbleness and self selflessness through skateboarding, like yeah. getting that done, because I already had worked with some professionals through All Girls Skate Champ right. and, and Bam Bam Wicked Wahini, you know, like I- Oh, you I, did that too? Yeah, yeah. I, I um, you know, she, she's, an, they're both amazing. Yeah. Um, Bam Bam, she's like my Hawaii sister, you know, mm -hmm. like, cause I, I was, you know, living in Hawaii, she's yeah. from Kauai, you know, type right. of deal. But um, yeah, so like I, um, worked with them and these were kids really from the streets like straight uh from the streets you ask them what their dreams are pair of shoes socks mom or dad roof over their heads a bed to sleep on um you know some of them we we couldn't even touch the kids at all not even do high fives because some of them were in human trafficking but we couldn't okay. figure out which ones right. were were doing it right. mother father i remember i met a kid the parent broke their leg on purpose and did not take them to the doctor so he could pan um do panning more you know for more, more money, money. Yeah. you know um just really sick sad twisted stories and i would and, and it started off for me asking a simple question what are you passionate about What's your dream? And and to hear that the things that we have so much access to, even if you are homeless here yes. in the United States, yes. and, and seeing these children have to depend and survive off themselves because there is no other people there except for this little foundation that that started doing this, you know, for them, giving them basic education, maybe one meal a day, if that's if the foundation had it you know, a safe place where they can just sleep if they need to sleep. You know, for me, like, that truly inspired me. And that's what I was just like, whoa, skateboarding, children, women, wow. Mm. You know, and at this point, I already had done my skateboarding investigation. I knew about Parque Coromina. Yeah. And I, and I had, had, randomly stumbled upon because I would ask people is there a skate shop is there a skate shop is there a skate shop <laughs> and and no one really knew and then one time I just like stumbled across this skate shop as I was on my bike because mm -hmm. I used to like ride my bike everywhere and on my bike in yoga pants <laughs> like not even like, and I walk in I'm like oh my god skateboarder and I met my friend David mm -hmm. and he had a skate shop and me and him became really good friends, and he's just like, what, skateboarding? And I'm like, yeah, do you know Vanessa Torres? And he's like, Vanessa Torres? You know, he like, knew. he knew. Like, yeah. it was so impressive that these guys outside the United States knew the female skateboarders. That's killer. You know, yeah. and I was just like, that's when Poseidon. Like, really? giving an avenue for the girls because 
they also live in this catch-22, like they can't drink, they can't smoke. I mean, they can, but, and they were, so let's just say it that way. Drinking, smoking, cussing, their lifestyle, 90s, early 2000, whatever that is, like, you know, um, in skateboarding. The guys were afraid of that. And then they would say the girls were too wild and that's why they wouldn't bring them on tour. But the guys were doing the same exact shit as the girls. Of course. You know, and so I was like, oh, mother's instinct. You know, and I'm sorry for the sarcasm coming through on that. But it was like, okay, let's build a platform where these women or ladies or girls can give back to the community do what our standard is, you know, as females, mothers, cultivators, selflessness to humanity. And 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 I'm not I'm not downplaying those words either. No, no. So I don't want it to be taken out of context. No. But you know, giving them something that they get to do outside of the United States, outside of the industry, but also be part of the industry and doing some giving back. And I remember you know, the, one of the, the most amazing events that still sticks to me with today was our event in Argentina in 2007, mm -hmm. you know, where skateboarding, you know, female skateboarding competitions could not lap over or... Okay, hold that thought. I'm going to... Uh, I got to... I got to... I got to... Oh, sorry. I, I'm going to a low battery warning. That's right. We're going to pause, pause here for... Uh... And then I'm going to order some food. Is okay. that okay? Uh, yeah, go right Would I imagine you like not doing anything for a week. Do you just sit in a bathtub? <laughs> just that's it. One day and then you're good. It's just gotta uh, be. I mean, you're probably no, already planning exhausting. for the next one. Uh, yes, yes. I'm learning that I have to plan for the next one. Already. <laughs> Ten years later, <laughs> I'm learning uh, the importance. Starting early, right? Yeah, starting early. So. Um, and I feel really stoked that they're willing to give me a date so in advance too. Right. You know, that's, that's amazing. And, um, yeah, I'm excited. I think we're going to continue to keep the, the box of meat going. And that really cracks me <laughs> How up. How did that happen? Um, I mean, one of my friends is a, is, works with Lakai and we were just kind of rapping and mm -hmm. he's part of the state classy and he goes, Michaela, I know this is a really weird sponsorship. <laughs> But how would a box of meat work, <laughs> you know, mm. with Dave Classy? And I was like, and I, and this guy is so amazing. And, you know, he's been such an inspiration and mentor for me. Also, you know, just by being a friend yeah. um, in the industry. And I was like, oh, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever you're, you know, behind, I'm behind too, you know, and I'm you stoked. couldn't have planned a better yeah. Uh, prize. Yeah, yeah, he he didn't. I was just cracking that'll up never, at it. That'll never not be funny. Yeah, and he was yeah. like, "Why is it so funny?" He's all, "It's because hippies don't eat meat, Michaela." And I'm just like, "Ah, that's ha, true." Ha. You know, just cracking that's up. That's true. You know, so yeah, pretty funny, <laughs> pretty funny. And um, I know this year is kind of hectic, so we weren't able to do Will that. You them? Yes. Works. We're, we're going to pause for a bathroom break here. Okay. <laughs> these, there's these people on YouTube where they'll eat food. Oh, yeah, because it causes some sensation in the brain for the Ca people. It calms to... people down for some reason. Yeah. yeah, so I'm calming people down through my chewing. Possibly. possibly. 
Yeah. That. Thank you for the toast. Yeah, no problem. What is this on here? Is this dairy? Hummus. Hummus. Okay. Hummus. Hummus and avocado. Okay, cool. And, um, okay, so going back to Argentina. Yeah, Argentina. Um, we sold out the venue. 80% were men. Did the hosted the first female and male competition. Really? Yeah. Best it's trick. Historical. Yeah, historical. And that was really, really amazing. Right after that, we went to Brazil. That's what year was Argentina? 2007. Okay. Same with Brazil. Okay. And that's when I met um, Leticia Bufani and helped out with that whole transaction, getting her to the States. You did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got her her first international sponsor from Chile, and um, she made it to X Games, and um, yeah, it was amazing, mm -hmm. amazing. An amazing skateboarder. Yeah, amazing skateboarder yeah. too. Yeah, I think she's like 11, 12. Is that her story that she was, she wanted to come out here and do that, and at some age, didn't she come out here pretty young and mm -hmm. kind of start up? 2007 X Games. It was right after our event, and then we got her, uh, I got her sponsor to pay for her and her dad, and visas and all that stuff, and cash, to come and skate in X Games. Wow. Yeah, so. You just knew that she was... Mm-hmm. I wanted her to succeed in what she was doing. You did? And she was, yeah. Why did you take an interest in her? Well, I took an interest in a lot of girls, but she was just, she she just had this sparkle about her, and she was sweet when I met her, and she had these baggy clothes and long, scraggly hair, and there was just something about her, like an innocence. And I saw that she was good, and it wasn't so much because she was so good, everyone's like, oh, you got to keep an eye on her. It was just... I don't know, I was just like, okay. And then I know that the two Brazilian girls that were with me, like really were like, no, no, no. And so, uh -huh. um, yeah, and then we brought her out to X Games and you know, they lined that up and she came out and never really went back. And That was you. Um, well, I meaning she got her out here, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well that starts it. So, um, yeah, so those, those were just really monumental things. Um, interesting story, Chile was when some of the girls realized, wow, that's when the humbleness came. One of the girls got so frustrated with her skateboard, she broke it. Okay. And all these kids come running up and is like, why, why, look at my board. Don't you see? And it was stable. That it all, and she, at that moment, she started to cry because she had no idea. That's interesting. That's pretty heavy. No idea what she just did. That's pretty heavy. You know? Yeah. And that's when I was like, okay, this is what I needed. This is what I wanted. Mm. You know? That kind of conscious engagement mm -hmm. of knowing Wow, you can break your deck in half if you get frustrated, mm -hmm. but those kids mm -hmm. cherish that thing. Can't no. break it. No, in half. not a possibility. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So. Hmm. 
I, I, I see, I've seen you for years, you know, on the deck, just skateboard events and things, and so much more to you than, than I thought. <laughs> I love the story about going under the grate and eating food, and then the uncle comes and you go under the grate again, and you're running back to the thing, and I mean, it's like a movie. It's like Romancing the Stone or something like that. It's, um, yeah, that was probably the scariest I've ever been Does in Does your mother life. know any of these stories? <laughs> you probably do. Yeah? Did it horrify her that... No, I just told my mom okay. <laughs> That's it? Was she the same way? Where'd you get this from? I don't know. It's amazing. Probably my tia Lorena. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, mixed and with Lorena my tia Lorena was sort Sally. of a kick-ass sort of person? Yeah, uh, and my tia Selly. Yeah? Yeah. She have a machete too? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> no. She, she, they both were really influential people in my life. Mm. My mother, um, with like dedication and education, you can change your life through education. She was the one. Yeah, and my father, mm. but my mom, and. Um, my dad was just like really a hard ass <laughs> in a way, but really loving. And and that was more through the high school. That well, that's was, a good thing, isn't it? Because it gives you yeah. structure. Yeah. Makes you feel safe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? You need and, both, don't you? Yeah. And he was very protective. I mean, I, I know in high school, um, rumor went around that my dad had a shotgun and would kill you. So don't mess with Michaela. How'd that affect you? Um, no one would talk to me. <laughs> had to be a little lonely. <laughs> As in guys, they were just like, don't talk to Kayla, she has a crazy ass dad. He will kill you. <laughs> so it worked. <laughs> yeah, it did work. Were you that way in high school? Were you, were you this person who found yourself and was doing making your life what you made. Not many people live their lives the way you do. <laughs> you, don't you think? You think a lot of these people live this way? A lot of people just are born, they follow the rules, they go to college, they get a job, they hate their job, they stick it out till they can retire, and then they die. They don't get into protests and move to Vail and do this thing. You don't think it's unique? <laughs> I really don't know. Like a lot of your friends have they have they had similar experiences as you? Did they live the way? My friends in Colorado, yes. They did, because yeah. they were into that. Yeah, I think it's just the artsy, independent, like. I know a lot of artists. They don't do what you do. <laughs> I don't know. It was my influence. Right. I I that's why I'm saying like. I can't just say it's me. It was the people that influenced me. Jesse, you know, um, my friend Amanda, you know, me feeling okay to cultivate my culture of being Mexican. There's a lot of racism that comes around there. I mean, I had a nickname that was Bean or Bean Burrito, and people thought it was funny, and it's not. It's degrading. I know. You know, and, um, you know, I just, 
when I moved to Colorado, I became friends with this guy, Ramon, who was gay and he was Latin, but he lived most of his life in Europe. And this is high school, you know? And to he, exposure to that. Yeah, and he opened my father's eye because, you know, coming from a religious background, that's super not okay. I know. You know, and, and military and being judo and Mexican, like that, whew, you know? And, and my dad slowly, Learn to love Ramon. He saw him as a human. Yeah. And um, and his brother was gay, too, you know? And and I lived with them my first year of college with Amanda. It was like all of us in one house. And, and, and they just helped me grow so much. And like, it's okay to be yourself. You need to learn about your culture. Learn Spanish. What are you doing? You know, just so like... Don't hide it. Don't, don't be a... Yeah. What do they call Asians? A banana? And Hispanics to call it coconut. Yeah. You know, I'm not hardcore like some people. You know, I had a roommate in college that was like, you're just like whitewash and blah, blah, blah. And I don't even think she realized, like, the way she was talking to me was like, really, it's not my fault. Right. You know what I mean? Because. That I'm whitewashed or not as Mexican or Latin or Chicana. You know, yes. like, and, and it's weird because, you know, some people really relate with the Chicano movement and stuff like that, yeah. like, including my father. And maybe if I learned a little bit more about it, but I've always been kind of, like, that that doesn't associate with me, you know, in, in, in that It wasn't aspect. as necessary by the time you came up, though. Yeah. Right? Because wasn't that kind of a necessary thing at one time? Mm-hmm. Historically? Especially, yeah, well, the civil rights movement. Yeah. You know? And um, and it's great that people are still like that, but I like to advocate in different ways. Right. You know, and and yeah, race does play a big factor. Yeah. You know, I play, I danced with that taboo for a while, like, oh, it's not race, it's just human. And yes, it's we're human, but it's a reality. And, right. and, and I don't just sit on that and be like, oh, that person was racist. And I don't throw out that race card yeah. very often. But it's still... It's a reality. It's a reality. You know, yeah. it, you know, someone in our industry can succeed at a much faster rate than a minority. Yes. In skateboarding. Yes. Well, it was started with... I, I skated at Skatopia in 1978. And, and Buena Park was a very rural kind of, it was almost like Irvine-ish, or Norco maybe, and it cost three bucks to skate there for two hours. And your dad had to have a job if you're going to go skate, pay three bucks to skate for two hours in 1978. Mm-hmm. And uh, you had to buy pads and everything, and you know, so everybody I skated with was white, because economically those, it was located there, and that you had to pay to skate. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like street skateboarding, where anybody can do it. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what I love about street skating. Mm-hmm. And they can skate anywhere. Yep. Especially yep. if you bring them from a, a country that has nothing. <laughs> right, they'll show you. I mean, yeah, Leticia Busboni, Fabrizio Santos. You know, those are two people that came from Brazil. Yeah. Eliana Sosco, Jessica Florenzo, you know, like, 
these are women, and I know there's like older ones before them, yeah. but these are the ones that are popping in my head right now. You look at them, they came from straight poverty. Yeah, difference in their economic poverty, but I mean, learning about Eliana's story and how she lived in a freaking bamboo house where if the wind blew, her roof flew away, or at night they were so poor they couldn't afford blankets so they used newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. I know people live that way. Yeah. yeah. Right. That it's amazing they're skateboarding and that they're successful at it because it wasn't that way just twenty years ago or thirty years ago. So I mean that's what inspires me about skating. Right. Right. You know, gives people that hope like you're talking about. And then some of them get so good, they're able to get out of their situation. Right. Create a different life for them. Right. Create a different lifestyle for themselves. Maybe they have a family. Okay. And by them having a family, they create a different lifestyle for themselves. Right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just... And then everybody that's going to follow them, they can realize, oh, this can be done. So it gives them sort of a path. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And, and I believe not looking at the successes of your past, you know, in the sense of to like predict your future. You know, like. Not looking at the successes of your past. And, and what I mean by that is like just dwelling on it. Because like I know some people are like, oh God, and like the 2000 skateboarding was so big. and. My sponsors did this for me, and now I'm mad about my sponsors because they didn't do that and yes. this and that. No and, solution. You know, and it's just like, it is what it is. Yes. You know what I mean? And That's the way it happened. Yeah. And that's when I'm like, put on your skate brain. What do you got to do? Right. Because Take you, it from here. you got too comfortable. Because right. I know where you came from just because you shared it with me. And if you're able to get out of a stick-cut house that you know, whatever, wind blows and flies away to United States, one of the top leading female or male skateboarders, yep. you know, at one point in the world, yep. you know, and you have it in you. You have it in you. So call upon that again. Yeah. Call upon that magic. Figure it out. Yeah. Right. And I guess that's what sometimes going back to your original question of like, you know, what keeps you going? What do you do when you're in a lull? Like, those are things that, like, I have to, like, think about, write about. For yourself. For myself. You tap into that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And traveling really opens that up for me. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. So, you ready for your final question? Did mm -hmm. you tell me about Argentina and all that? So what is the future of skateboarding for females? What do you see with your... Are you trying to... Because, you know, it's going to... Ask me a tarot reader? Kind of. I mean, you're smart. You're, you're a critical thinker. You know, like, you, you've been throwing that thing for 10 years. You're Poseidon. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know it's had to change in the last 10 years. The environment. Technically 11. But. Okay, okay, <laughs> that's good to know. And then, so what's going to happen with, um, you know, 15, five years from now, 10 years from now? 
Does it make it easier or harder for you if um, skateboarding becomes really blown up? If I think more houses will be built. <laughs> I love this. So it's like just your vision, just larger, right? More houses will be built. More people will be stoked. More people will learn about culture. More people will learn. Will to it be skate. necessary uh, to have a female anything, skateboarding wise? Once females are, are shown to the world as a skate team for the Olympics and blah, blah, blah. When it becomes as common as tennis or... Um... I think it's necessary for both sexes. I think it's important males have their own competition as much as a female has their own competition. Mm -hmm. And I find it important that they ha cohabitate and have coexisting competition. co competitions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it's important, you know, um, some females get pushed by the guys, and so, I mean, Tampa Pro does an amazing thing, like, girls can still compete in that. Right. You know, some girls, there's a majority of girls that just choose not to. Sure. You know, but they can if they want. It's you know, Lacey them. Baker. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, um, but, and that's like a poor a potentially co-ed skate okay. competition right. if you wanted to look at it from that aspect. Right. They aren't turning the girls away. No. So, it's completely, completely uh, all the, it's open. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, events like Ladies' Day, exposure, you know, um, girls' assault, you know, and other girl events that are going on, like Skater Girl Chile. I think it's important to still have that because they can inspire other girls that are too afraid yeah. to, to go. And then you get them in and, and then allow them to choose where they want to, right. you know? And um, I feel like a lot of females, once they build their confidence enough, they don't care to skate with the guys or just girls. They just go out and skate. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no yeah. stigmata. And and that's kind of why we, you know, Poseidon has really expanded our mission from the beginning of female focus and it's still female focus, yeah. but it's really extended to a larger scope of like the youth, our community, the people we work with, right. both boys and females, because you need both of them. Right. That's my concept. You can't right. have one without the other. Of course. Right. I mean, unless you want to artificially inseminate. <laughs> but, 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 which could be done. Which which is now done. Yeah, that's true. It's kind um, of expensive. Yeah, but I mean, I don't, I don't feel that there's, um, I don't know. That's a, that's a question that I just, I've never really thought about because I feel by year three of Poseidon, I've moved past that question into it just being skateboarding. Right. You know, and ladies day, yes, it's a female oriented. And I do right. yell at those guys that think I that. love that. You were so hardcore. Because my son was like, can I, I want to go to the bed. So I go, I said, I don't know. I don't know if it's a, this is my first time going. I, I, you better stay home, you know. And then when I heard you on the PA, I was like, oh, I'm glad Apollo stayed home. Because anybody, <laughs> anybody went out there and you were just like, 
Dudes, get off, get off the stuff. I, I see you right there. You, get, get off. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> demoralized them. Well, I didn't mean to do. I, I, but I like that because you know it was. I like. I'm kind of a all or nothing person, so I liked how it was just what you said it was going to be. Ladies, ladies' day. Yeah. I like that. I mean, um, yeah. Yeah, and I liked how um, I liked how Nika won the seventh stare with her, you know, feeble grab off the frickin' rail. Right. You know, right. and and Kiana. You know, I know there was controversy behind these tricks and who won and... Oh, there oh, always is. Oh, God, and it yeah. always is. And this yeah. was the first time I ever really experienced it personally. Oh, okay. But, but, I mean, it was a firecracker. And when I... And, and I'm like, these, this is skateboarding. You know what I mean? Like, innovative tricks that are wacky or whatever. But, hey, like, when I spoke to Nika, she even told me. She was like, damn, that firecracker trick, I tried doing it on five stair and it scared the no, shit out of me. No, that's scary, yeah. And she's like, I would never do that on a seven stairs. No, it was <laughs> gnarly. Like, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, okay, I understand like a hard flip or a tray flip or whatever else didn't win, didn't have podium, but damn, would you do a firecracker? No. 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 Scary. Would you, did you, did you try busting out that feeble grind? Right. On the rail? Right. You know? So people were, uh, they're butthurt about some of that stuff? It was the first year I ever had that happen. Mm. And so I've been kind of trying to contemplate, like, do I just have it be a rail jam? Or do I keep it the same? But I think I'm going to do it a rail jam. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think I'm going to, this coming year, have it be just a rail jam. And, and, it, and, and with the pros... And um, have it open for some people. I'll be like, pros plus open. I don't know. Invent my own. <laughs> Category. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's another thing. Is I've been I've been noticing going back to your Olympic thing. It's like, for me, it's like, aren't we supposed to be innovative as skateboarders? Yes. Like, there's all these underground secret rules that you're supposed to abide by. Yes, you're right. And, 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 but if you don't, you're ostracized. You're or not you're core. Looked at, or you're not core. Kind of like when I was handing out that money because the person didn't land the trick, but I did it as like, damn, that earns that. Because you freaking attempted something no one else is. Like, damn, You broke the again. precedent created by corporations on how you get paid at a skate event. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. You did, because you, you, you rewarded somebody for their effort as a pair as opposed to a you know a, a, a pre pre pre-designated measure of success and so you know like i know i when i did my first open i got so many phone calls from people in the industry like what are you doing what do you think you who do you think you are really and, oh my gosh yeah and and i'm just like you're talking about the first poseidon um no a couple <laughs> Yeah. You know, so they couldn't yeah. deal with it. Yeah, they were upset or didn't understand, and it's like there's no. What do they care? Why would they even bother you with I, that? I have no idea, and I'm at the point of like, really, like I'm just I'm still gonna do this event. If if it goes bad, I know never to do that again. Yeah. You know, but I've always had fun with the Barracks Ladies Day, and. Um, and I feel like it's a unique event where it is. everyone just has fun 
goofy tricks come out, you know. Um, Everybody was comfortable. And it's comfortable. They're skating yeah. with each other. It's not a high pro pressure competition. Yes. And, you know, maybe with the Open next year, I do the same thing, like prize purse for the, you know, just do a certain type of pro rail jam and then, you know, kind of with the five stair, give some cash too. You she's know, she's like, planning a thing right here on this podcast. <laughs> With some arugula on her fork. <laughs> you know, just just this to keep, how she rolls. Just to keep it fun, you right. know, and and not have it be so stressed or you know that that's what it. That's, that's the balance. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna this is my opinion. You have to be careful about the money. Like if you put too much money in a thing, you almost always will kill a thing. Mm-hmm. So you so know, there's to be some kind of balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's what I loved about your thing. I told you that, you know, um, I hadn't been to one, something like that in a long time, and I thought maybe that was an extinct thing, which was a skate event that didn't feel so much like a skate event. That rigid prison of what it is and how much money is at stake and who's covering it and what you have to do and how you have to act. Like, it was just more, more, way more of a free thing. Now meeting you and talking to you for a little while, I can see why. And I feel very blessed that the industry backs it. Yeah. I really do. You know, I, I want you guys to back it a little more monetarily, you know, and I'm willing to work with whoever hears this on what your budget is. No, nobody will hear this. <laughs> people, people hear it. But, um, but, you know, just to back it because we don't, as, Many people don't understand, like, I have my master's, and I can get a job. I can even work at Starbucks. Who knows? You guys might see me at Starbucks, you know? Yeah. Um, but the foundation is a foundation. It's a, it's a charity. And, and I know I've run into people where they're like, oh, make a salary for yourself, you know? Like, oh, create you know, a thing. Yeah, 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 like create a job within your foundation because you're working so hard, and I get that. There's, there's people that need that position, and yeah, I would love that too. But for me, it's not about that. It's in our bylaws that no board of director will be paid. Okay. It's 100% donations. No athletes are paid to come on our tours. It's 100% donations. Right. No filmers. No, you know what I mean? It's 100% right. donations. Right. You know, yeah, there's times that we do need to pay certain things. And I get that. Yeah. You know, but, and we're so fortunate people donate so much for so little, you know, like, if, if we do pay, it's at a freaking phenomenal price, you know, that I'm just like, well, thank you for understanding. Because we literally, 95% of what comes in goes straight out to the community. And yeah, it might go towards paying for some professional athlete's ticket to a place we're going. Yeah. And, you know, my dream, my dream tour, my dream tour, you know. <laughs> but but the, the, <laughs> the impact, the impact, that you leave yeah. is priceless. Yeah. It's priceless. And and what we do with such little money, such little money, is so, you know, this year, like, wow. Really? You know, like, it, 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 it gets better each year. Like, we're able, you know, it's not to a magnitude of some places where they give 10,000, 30,000, 50,000. You know, and that'd be amazing if we got to that point. You know, we would have to revamp, reevaluate, figure things out, you know, but you know, for the most part, I I 
I like to grow still as a grassroots nonprofit. Even if it even if it gets to the point where we look non grassroots, it's that it's that it larger truly is. scale. You know, I still want to keep that grassroots philosophy. Because because I feel that's the essence of our foundation. Yeah. You know, it's that's how we started. You know, and as we grow, it doesn't mean that if, if money starts flowing in that that we have to go this way or that way or be inundated with technology, which I hate, you know? Like, it's like, I, I love the fact that we've been able to do what we do through word of mouth, the human contact. That, to me, is more valuable than, hey, Victoria, how's it going? <laughs> We're talking about skateboarding. <laughs> Are you putting in an application? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I just moved back, so I've just been teaching swift lessons and trying to figure out like something else. So. Yeah. Well, if you need a reference, tell them I'm right here. You too. Yeah. So, um, that's that's one of the female skateboarders. She's rad. Oh, killer. She's really cool. This weekend, I learned how to axle stall. So that was fun. You did? Where, where, did you, where did you axle stall? Um, poods. Oh, you did? Yeah. That's a gnarly that, trick, axle stall. Yeah. I it, think it could be it, dangerous. It was not on the coping. It was just on the side of a The noping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But um, like I was saying, it's no matter how big we get, I still want that grassroots component. It must, it must do something for you that... It, I mean, is it? Does he throw a lot of money? If it's not grassroots, then does it get diluted, or does it get too controlled, or does the money take over? What is? Why do you? Why do you want to keep it? No, that, that don't aspect. Get, don't get me wrong. I want a ton of money coming in because okay. I feel we can, we can really get it, get some. Do really, more good. Do more good. Do some amazing stuff. Um, yeah, of course I want money coming in. Um, that's a no-brainer. Um, but I don't consider just because you get a ton of money in that you're no longer grassroots. I got you. Yeah. I, I think that there, there are unique ways that you can have a ton of money flowing in to your foundation and still keep it grassroots because you're honoring what your mission, your true mission and, and um, vision our mission statement and vision statement are about that you're staying true to yourself, you're staying true to the mission, mm -hmm. you're, you know, just because money comes in, yeah, it dilutes things for some people, but, you know, I, I hope someone gets me in check if that ever happens with mm -hmm. me. Who would that be? Who's going to keep you in check, McKenna? God. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I want to be able to help and do more and travel and experience more running from people with machetes. <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> yeah. You're not done with that? Oh my gosh. You have a few more episodes of that? Oh my God. If I did not have a daughter, I'd probably mm -hmm. become one of those reporters like I can see in that. those situations. I can you see know? That. You love that. I you do. Love it, don't you? you kind of lit up when you told that story. It's like, I, who is this? I've never met this person. I mean, before I had Isabella, I was filling out an application to see what I can do to teach in Afghanistan. And my parents were really happy when they found out I was pregnant. <laughs> One, they knew I never wanted a kid, but I'm very blessed now. 
And my mother thought I would never have children, so she was yeah. really happy. Kind of grounds you, doesn't it? Yes. And three, they knew I was going to go somewhere crazy. And <laughs> You want to know what's going on. Is that what yeah. it is about you? Like, you want to know... You don't want to just read about it. You want to you want to see it happen. And experience it. Yeah. That's a big thing with you. Yeah. yeah I can tell. Yeah. yeah. You know. Um, if we went into, if we had a little time machine, we went 20 years ahead or 30 years ahead, or 50 years ahead when we're all gone, what would you tell your daughter? Oh, meaning I'm still alive or... No, I'm no longer? Yeah. Oh, what, what would I tell her? Because she's too young right now to know some things. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you would tell your daughter? I know this is a strange skateboard question. Um, what would I, I think about her? it sometimes myself. I, let me think about it for a second. Yeah. Silent pause. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> I like to think about time because time is, I feel like it's, it's one of our only true enemies. And uh, so, yeah. I would tell her to be brave. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I tell her to be brave. And um, when I hit a really deep point in my life, um, not crazy, not like crazy or anything, but crazy for me, you know, just like a really heavy, heavy point in my life. A really good friend of mine told me something that, um, was so profound. And he looked at me and goes, Mika, life is a roller coaster without a seatbelt. <laughs> it's true. Just gotta hold on. It's true. And, and you can scream for your life or you can go wee. Yeah. It's your choice. But yeah. he said you just gotta hold on. Right. Because it doesn't matter, you're gonna have those times that you're just like, what the hell? Yeah. And he and I remember that just really stood out to me. Like, whew. Hmm. You're yeah. right. Life is a roller coaster. You have your ups, you have your downs, you have your twists. You never know where it's going to go. You never know. You never, you really, no. I could be walking home right now. You know, I never knew I was going to get hit by a car. No. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I never knew I was going to be living in Solana Beach, you, you know, or Vista, or Hawaii, or Colorado, you know, because my father, in the military, yes. and teaching judo, and you know, you just you just never know in life, and that doesn't time, seem to bother you. That doesn't seem to bother you. No, but what I did learn is um, when you're in that rut too. May you have? I know a lot of people say surround yourself with good people and yada yada yada. And sometimes the chatter and the advice and stuff could be a little too overstimulating for me, and I overanalyze, so it's not good. You know, that's why I ask certain people for advice because they're very direct, and I can assimilate and process and, and reflect in a, in a healthy manner, you know. Um, but for me, the most important thing has been just grabbing a bunch of positive books. Ones that are like 
one-liners. No more than three sentences, you know, and just reading pages. Like my favorite one was um, It's Okay to Be Green by Jim Henson. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's, it's all about the Muppets and how they handle these different situations and, and just reading, just reading and reading and reading and reading and reading and putting post-it notes on in areas that you constantly are in. Your mirror or something mirror, like that. Mirror, yeah. refrigerator, uh -huh. wall, above the Because sink. otherwise you won't think it? Um, just a, no, I'll, I'll always think it, but it's a good reminder. Yeah. You know, a subliminal reminder. Right. And, and that's what's really helped me come out of like depressions I've had or, or a moment that it's difficult or, you know, dealing with hate, you know, like that or bullying or undermining or whatever kind of negative thing in life that life is throwing at me. Mm -hmm. Like I'm able to process it, process it much better through like reading positive affirmation okay. and my father my my father really has helped me he was in the military he has had so many friends go to war in several wars and still continuing you know and to see what he's where he's gone and, and how he's been able to change his life by joining the military and 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 becoming a professional within his sport judo from there becoming one of the first not one of the first but one of like recognized athletes and and uh, instructors in judo to the point the olympic training centers requesting him through oh, wow. the military wow. it, it um, and him saying all you can do is laugh about life mm. what are you going to do just like you said throw your hands up can can you smile can you laugh can you you know because life's too short yeah and so when these punches come in, sometimes it's nice to remember that. That helps. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. Well, I think uh, we've covered it. Yeah. What do you think? I think so. You like, want to plug your uh, uh, legend thing again? Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, End it with that? Well, well, before I plug it in, I okay. just want to say, you know, to everyone who's listening, you know, um, if you can hit up Ken, you know, it, it'd be nice to hear, like, what, what motivated you in skateboarding? Like, what's your passion within the sport? You know, is it the clothing, the shoes? Um, is it that you get to go out and drink beer with your buddies? <laughs> is it that rail you see right there that when you were 15 you would hit? You know, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, what, what is that? Because that's what I'm curious about, and that's what drives me. Like, you know, uh, is the fun stuff. And, and that was something, um, year seven, I told myself, if I continue to do Poseidon, it's going to be for fun. Because there's no reason in me stressing and, and getting upset and going into these these lulls of neg negativity, sure. though they still continue, you know, like coming in. It's natural part of life, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, is that, you know, it's it's about that. It's about having fun. Isn't right. that why we started skating anyways? That's the thing about it. I mean, when you do all those things for money or you have all these responsibilities, I mean, you forget that. And that's the whole point of skateboarding. That silly wooden toy right yeah with its magical properties yeah so i would really like to do this tour um this this year um we met our goal you know we were able to fundraise uh to do the tour as well as what we needed to do and and we hit our goal so i want to thank everyone for that 
you know. Um, and I would really like to do that again <laughs> this coming year. Of course. And, uh, you know, this, this tour, this tour I'm talking about, we can do some amazing things. And I think everyone will leave very stoked, you know. So, um, Steve Cab, if you're listening, Laura Thornhill. Talk to Steve Cab, please. <laughs> Use your charm. Let them know there's no fireplace. <laughs> that it's really cold. <laughs> and, and the shower's electrical. <laughs> so, so you might get a, 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 some cold water at some when point. When you're done, just push that one twice. So, you know, I just, I just would really like to make some kids, I mean, there will be kids traveling to meet you guys. Right. And we would be doing so much for the community there. Though you may not feel it or see it or mm -hmm. know it, mm -hmm. you know, because you can't predict how someone's going to experience an yes. experience. Yes. You are. Right. right. So, thank you. Bye. Bye. PoseidonFoundation.org. <laughs>